Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks continue to move lower. Worst level of the day right now on the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. Earnings continuing to set the tone on global equity markets. Stocks retreating from records. The S&P 500 index down 11 to 2161, a drop there of five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ is down 22 points, a drop of five-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 114 points, a drop of six-tenths of one percent. The 10-year up 5.30 seconds, the yield there 1.56 percent. Gold up $10 the ounce to 13.29, a gain of eight-tenths of one percent. And crude oil down 1.9 percent, down 86 cents, 44 89 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. A basket of leading economic indicators rose in June as jobless claims fell and home builders signaled that they would break more ground. That's the latest report to show the U.S. economy is starting the second half of the year on more solid footing. Here to tell us more, Ken Goldstein. He is the economist at the Conference Board. Ken, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming in. Give us the broad picture right now on the Conference Board's June leading economic index report. I keep telling you, we start with the coincidence, because that tells us where we are right now. In terms of production, in terms of jobs, in terms of incomes, we've actually moved up a little bit in the last month or so. And in terms of leading indicators, not just the latest month, but even the six-month change is telling us either we stay on the course that we're on, or if anything, actually pick up a little bit of momentum, especially out of the housing market. So a three-tenths of a percent increase last month, that reverses May's two-tenths of a percent uh, decline. That was better than economists had estimated. Yeah, and I mean, if you average the two months, basically they haven't done much. But here's the thing. One of the things that we're seeing right now, and you saw this in the CPI just last week, is that the only thing that's moving in the CPI are rents and homeowner costs because vacancy rates for apartments are so low and because demand for homes is is being you know is, is exceeding the supply so these builders are out there trying to build new apartment buildings new homes as fast as they can and that's giving this economy a little bit of a spark well uh, earlier today the chicago federal reserve said that national economic activity rose in june at the best pace since the beginning of the year mainly because of improvement around the domestic manufacturing sector what do you make of that well, you know, part of it may very well be ketchup, but here's what I find really interesting. This is not just a U.S. phenomenon. Brazil, um, uh, South Korea, you know, are, uh, even Mexico are going through the same kind of thing. So maybe there's a little bit of a momentum, not just to the domestic economy, but to the global economy that will feed back to the domestic economy. Jobless claims. That came in today, people were surprised, not necessarily surprised, but they were uh, certainly uh, feeling much more optimistic about the economy after the initial jobs claims report. You know, so one of the things that we saw in the first half of the year is a drop down from 200,000 new jobs a month to about 150,000, but it's not a steady decline. It's like we moved from a step to a step as opposed to a decline. And if the labor market remains so strong and the housing market's picking up momentum, that's going to feed consumer confidence. That's going to feed consumer spending, and you're going to see some of that in the reports about back-to-school sales this very summer as we, as we speak. I'm wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about the index and how it was composed and 
what it tells you, not necessarily about the future, but how it describes the present for people. In other words, the components are not all the same. Some of them measure stock prices. This, I mean, is, a, this is a great question because the whole point – I mean, imagine you're at a doctor's office and the doctor wants to check. So he doesn't just put one probe. He puts them all over. Well, we put one in the housing market, the labor market, the, the, the industrial market. And so we get a sense about what's going on because not all pieces – of the economy moving at the same pace at the same time. What this is telling us is that there's enough momentum in enough sectors so that overall there's a, not a lot, but there's a little bit of momentum to the U.S. economy. And as I just suggested, in at least some parts of the global economy, we're seeing the same thing. Today's uh, existing home sales report. Home sales are at a pace that we have not seen in nine years. This is pent-up demand. These are all these folks, especially the young folks, who took so long to get, you know, a down payment together because you can't get a subprime mortgage anymore, as well as the banks allowing, you know, uh, uh, approving uh, uh, mortgage, uh, mortgages. So that's feeding this demand not only for apartments but also for new homes. And, you know, it's going to take a while to really scratch that itch. I was looking at, for example, the uh, rate on 30-year mortgages, right, 30-year papers. Someone is taking the other side uh, of that uh, trade. I mean, three per, three and a quarter percent. You see that people are going to do a lot of refinancing. I mean, now that the rates have uh, come down just a little bit, that would put more money in their pockets on a monthly basis. They'll do some, but here's, you know, the, 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 the factor that will slow that down at least a little bit is banks don't really make that much money on that. So, yes, there'll be some. question is how much, but that only feeds this overall momentum in terms of the housing market, which along, as I'm suggesting with the labor market, is feeding the consumer market, which is the thing that's really been holding up the economy in the first half of the year. That's the thing we're banking on for the second half of the year. I beg your pardon, 3.45%. That's the average for U.S. 30-year mortgage rate, and that's actually slightly higher than it was last month. And the last time we saw numbers that low might have been when Truman was president. <laughs> well, well, and the, the fixed year, uh, I mean, the fixed year, the 15 year fixed rate mortgage, 2.75%. It's amazing. Well, if and of course, as that happens, so that the affordability of a new house, you know, pushing some of these folks who got pushed into the rental market, it's pushing them back into the homeowner market. As far as those mortgage rates go, though, uh, do you feel that they are readily accessible to the people that want to buy homes? You know, to some who want to buy homes, to those who have a 20, 25 percent down payment, you know, uh, and have the kind of uh, income, uh, you know, to be able to sustain that. So what we will absolutely not do is go back to a period of time that we had before the debacle when you had people who were paying half of their income to make a teaser rate. Those days are long gone and they're not coming back. What about the people who are on the other side of the trade, taking 30-year paper for three, three and a half percent? This is a whole other question about how low interest rates are and that they're not fully pricing in risk and what's going to be the penalty for that and when is that going to start to hit. Not now, but that's a day that's coming. Well, we look forward to having you on then, as always. Ken Goldstein, he is economist with the Conference Board and giving us details about the Conference Board's leading economic index up three-tenths of a percent for the month of June. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. 
Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to talk about a company who's closing a $22 million funding round and how they're trying to redefine companies such as GE, Microsoft, and Pfizer to find talented workers. That's next.